hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to this quick video here. Um, those watching and viewing at a later time, please um, enjoy this video where we are introducing uh, ITD Canada uh, in Vancouver, Canada, um, and talking here with uh, Jamak from ITT Canada. So uh, it's a pleasure to introduce and uh, get started and uh, learn a little bit more about ITD Canada and ask a few key questions that I know a lot of agencies are asking these days. Uh, so why not to start off, Jamak, why don't you please just introduce yourself, uh, your position, and um, tell us a little bit about uh, about the school. Sure. James, first of all, thank you. And thank. Uh, I'd like to thank Advisor for, for giving, giving us the opportunity to introduce the college and also the agents that are watching this right now some of i might know some of you guys personally so it's it's awesome to be able to come through through this platform my name is jamak golchani i am the vice president uh, of itd canada i've been around with the college for about three years a little over three years right now we've definitely gone through uh, different different variations of what the college looks like mm -hmm. uh, college has been around for pretty much 20 years now uh, it's been it was small grew up kind of um, our main, we, a lot of our programs are IT programs, uh, and we are uh, in downtown Vancouver. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And and sort of tell us a little bit about what sets ITD apart a little bit from from other schools uh, locally. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't do competition analysis, so I'm not sure what other schools <laughs> do, but I can tell you what I love about our school. Our school is, you know, we we make students feel like family. They come in a lot, a lot of our students are international students. We know what it feels like to be an international student. Almost all of us are immigrants and have come through one way or another into the college. People who work there from, from the founder of the college, he came here as, a, as an international student. I was certainly an international student, so our staff, our instructors, we, we know what it feels like uh, to be an international student. We know what it feels like to be alone. We know what it feels like to have to go through challenges with English, challenges with, 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 with money, trying to figure everything out. So I think we pride ourselves in, in creating that sense of Family, whether it, it's on campus or now online, right? It doesn't matter. We have, we have different ways of trying to bring everybody together so they don't feel alone. They don't feel that sense of pressure. Um, so outside of obvious stuff like you know providing education, proper education, providing um, the the ability for them to enhance their language skills, we yeah. try to make them feel at home. Yeah, I think that's, that's something I noticed right away walking into the campus as well. Uh, everybody seemed extremely comfortable, happy, big smiles, uh, and and all the staff were extremely welcoming and friendly. So I, I thank you for that for sure. Um, very nice. And and talking a little bit about your main programs, what what sort mm -hmm. of the, the the programs that you see these days as being the most high in demand pro, uh, programs that that students are interested. That's in? that's an awesome question because we we actually architect our programs based on the demand, right? So we have our business school that, that has a business administration and accounting program. We have hospitality management. You know, it's it's BC, it's Vancouver, it's always in demand. I mean, if you, you know, kind of take out the situation with, with the pandemic right now, usually where tourism is the thing to do when you're when you're in BC. Mm -hmm. um, we have we have our arts programs, which is graphic design and interior design. Mm -hmm. And then we have IT. Like we, our school started with IT in 
IT and our core competency now is IT. So we have a variety of IT uh, programs, whether it's network administration, allowing people to go on and fix computers and, and, and network stuff, or it's programming, game development. We have a slew of um, IT programs that I'm more than happy to dive into each one of them individually, but it's probably yeah. not, not in not within the patience of the the people watching this right now. <laughs> no, but but I mean, looking at the at the tr- I think the trends in in the economy as well, it seems like a lot of students are going towards that uh, that in terms of a career, right? So hundred percent increase. The, the, yeah, and BC is is a technology hub in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're close to Seattle um, with Microsoft. And Amazon, Facebook, and, and California, right? So I personally spent 15 years of my life working in Silicon Valley. So I'm very familiar with the tech industry and, and, and how things work. And because of salaries, because of cost of living, a lot of those companies are attracted to the West Coast of Canada. So uh, we, the people who go through, whether it's our graphic design program, honestly, or or our IT, because our graphic design is also very much technology oriented, right? Like they, they, they learn how to use the software but our students uh, graduate and go work for game development companies as graphic designers or anything else like did they do ui ux type stuff which is again technology related so yeah the it programs are very much in demand and you know we we have the, the one of the things that i feel is special about our programs is we do that one plus one right so they do one year in school and then they go off one year and do co-op where they get paid they get that canadian experience and what we found is many, many, a huge percentage of our students, when they come and see what Canada is like, they don't want to go back to their, their own country. They want to continue. They want to stay and, and, and be a productive member of the Canadian society. And this sort of co-op program allows the student to gain some Canadian experience, which is the fundamental thing that creates a challenge for them when they're trying to get a job and then their PR. And what we found is many times the the employer, what we call the co-op host, extends their stay, gives them a letter of uh, letter of employment, gives them an offer letter, and then they can use BCPMP or other tools to stick around and continue to work here in, in Canada. Amazing. And, and so, you know, I think you're totally right. Like Vancouver is, it's funny because they call it the Hollywood of the North, right? And I think yeah. they call it also like the Silicon Valley of the North. It is. It, yeah. It, yeah, it, to, yeah. So lots of opportunities for um, some big, uh, exciting, yeah, you know, different job yeah. roles and, and uh, many companies looking for new talent. Um, uh, I mean, you know, it's one, one of the main places for even, you know, video, like, uh, you know, uh, video games, games, yeah. Yeah, video games yeah. and, and even movies, right? So movies, yeah, it's a huge, yeah. huge industry, right? So it's, it's definitely the place to be again, like, the, I don't know when you're watching this video, right? And how we're right now, we're recording this in December of 2020. And we're there's, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, kind of with vaccines and everything coming up. So you know things slow down as 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 we all know but but inevitably they're going to pick back up and and when they do it's it's these students that have been ready that have been doing the work and and you know I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more but I think we've we've done a pr- 
pretty in a, we've come up with a pretty innovative innovative way of of letting students continue their education rather than you know sleep on it until mm-hmm. when when everybody's ready to get back on and and so as a student uh i think the co-op is is extremely exciting um to get that 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 experience and be able to you know continue on afterwards is that what most students of you know attending itd uh, look for yes yes so you know we're, we're this is this is again targeted as at, at, at agents and international students <laughs> the the highest percent of population of people that's what they want to do mm-hmm. we have some specifically some japanese students for example that come in they do their one year and they go back to their country you know that's they know exactly what their plan is like and and, and they go but the the students we have um that that come in from Asia from like other places in Asia we have you know uh, South American students almost a hundred percent of the time they they come in they're excited about co-op we at the orientation day we start to give them the tools to start looking to start to do the work to network to get to know these companies because mm-hmm. not only do they need to prepare for co-op they also need to prepare and get a job the 20 hours a week that they are allowed to do so they can make some money and mm-hmm. and and start to better their i mean everything you know if if ever if people come in get a job a student comes in gets a job 20 hours a week and that job ends up converting into their co-op position down the line that's the ideal situation right mm-hmm. that's that's just perfect because they transition very well into that and then and then get their pr so we try to facilitate that now that doesn't work all the time but that's that's sort of the goal from day yeah. one yeah and and as a student uh, coming into to to say vancouver what are the you know services available um generally for for any anybody really in, in vancouver to make it easier to to find those those uh companies to work with or what are some things that you guys might might help with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we the way we look we looked at this challenge of finding of of preparing students for for work is 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 very interesting. We went out and we started having conversations with the employers that we knew and we asked them what is the single most important asset that a student can have in order for you to hire you mm-hmm. is it a particular software is it is it something that we need to teach them project management whatever it may, may be and almost unanimously they said communication skills right mm-hmm. regard regardless of the program right it didn't matter whether they're an artist or a design or a, or a computer developer program programmer right mm-hmm. So what we did was we we brought in a program from Toastmasters International to help people with their communication and leadership skills. So that happens continuously throughout the, the, the time that they're with us. It's included in their program, right? And above and beyond that, what we do is we have employment preparation classes during that first year for them, right? So they learn how to write their resume. They learn that there's a necessity for a cover letter. They learn how to write that cover letter. They learn how to do um, networking, whether it's online or offline. So over the past several months, we've been focusing on teaching our our students how to use LinkedIn effectively as a networking tool, right? So 
we we give them all these tools but the the, the key is it's that idea of uh, you teach a man how to fish versus you give him a fish right so we teach them how to go out and seek these things how to find hidden job opportunities how to apply how to go to through interviews because we all know this isn't going to be the last time they're going to look for a position right so rather than handing them the position we give them the skills to be able to find one but they're never alone right we don't we accept the responsibility of finding the co-op position for our students. That is our responsibility. But we do it with collaboration with the student. So if we have a student, and this has happened before, that they're not willing to cooperate, you know, then they're not going to get a job. We'll we'll encourage them to graduate without co-op. But that that is very rare. Right. Because you, you, you don't. Yes. Younger students are distracted more often, but, you know, we're educators. So we talk to them. We tell them this is your life. It's important. And then we get beyond that and we work together to make that happen. I th- you know, mentioning I didn't actually know that, but it's, it's I'm so happy to hear that, uh, that you're, you know, sort of in introducing the, the students to sort of to- Toastmasters and, and other, uh, you know, places to build their communication skills. Because communication, sometimes people forget what it, how important that is in, 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 in not only in uh, a job uh, situation, but also in daily life. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to help them build that confidence, that communication that they need to to be a great uh, person and, 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 you know, grow in their companies. It's not only about just having the language skills uh, up to par. It's about, I mean, communication is a whole different world. So that's really impressive that, that that's involved. And uh, I'm happy to hear that. That's, that's great. Yeah. It's definitely a, a something that I think distinguishes you guys. Um, now, okay, very good. Uh, now, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the current situation. So, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there, we've we've had a few um, webinars with uh, Languages Canada uh, for for a lot of our agents to learn a little bit more about what what's currently happening in the Canadian market. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, yeah, maybe you can give a quick overview of of what uh, what the current situation is. Are students able to apply? Are they able to enter? And if so, how? Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, they can start online with your programs. Sure. So let's go back to March really quickly. We we shut down the campus. I think we were one of the very first ones to shut it down. We didn't wait for the government to tell us to shut it down. The, we, we started seeing nervousness in our students when they were coming in, being, being kind of packed in with, with other people. So we shut it down. We shut it down. We went online. I think it took us maybe a day to go online we, we use zoom as a platform uh, and everybody is on there but they're live classes and they're recorded at the same time as well so we've been doing this since march since mid mid-march i think it was like march 22nd 23rd where was the, the first day where we shut it down and everybody was online and um, so we've had we've had practice now right we've been doing this for a while we never stopped right there was there was never a point of time where we said we're not issuing LOAs anymore we were not taking students anymore right away we opened our doors we we wrote to the government we got approval we've, we've always had approval to run our programs online that's another thing with with ITD with our DLI we've always had that opportunity to teach online but we our platform was never strong enough to be able to to do that um, in this fashion that we're doing it so we sped things up we we started accepting people to to 
be online internationally. So we, pretty quickly after. So our the term after that was April. At the beginning of April, we from there we started accepting people online, and then we we came up with some creative ways because we could we could start to see what the problems are with people who wanted to apply and and now they don't know what to do because there's so much uncertainty in in this sort of space that we're in right now. A lot of these these individuals are very young, you know, and and you can't expect them to to make that kind of a financial and time commitment, right? So we we try to make things easier for them. And and um, so the situation right now where we're at is we we're we're, we're still 100% online. Every we, the campus is closed to to students, right? Unless they need something where they make an appointment, they go in and deal with it. But we have increasingly more and more people who have the aspirations of coming to Canada and continuing their educations, but they have already started online, right? So, so the key thing to do here was to solve this challenge of if somebody see, sitting in Rio or Sao Paulo, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to afford to pay the type of tuition that, that we're charging here while they're sitting there without having a job over here and earning dollars, right? So it was a challenge of trying to figure that out. And I think we have the, the offering that, that we have on the table right now for, for, for these guys is fantastic. I honestly, you would know this better. The agents would know this better. I don't think there's anybody else who, who's doing this right now because we've, what we've done internally is we've, we've made our processes really, really, really lean to be able to offer this type of pricing, right? So maybe after the call, you can tell me if somebody else is doing it better, but but, but we'll see. Got it. Yeah. No, well, I mean, this is perfect. I mean, I think that is one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, to mm-hmm. let the agencies know about what is, what are those offers and and have you, you know, are they updated on advisors yeah. to find uh, right away? And yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit. About yeah, let's that. jump in. Let's jump in. So our, our programs, our tuitions were very simple before as well, right? We, we had two tuitions for our two-year programs for international students. It was either 20700 for all of our programs or for IT programs, it was $22,000 and $350 uh, application fee, which already is competitive for a two-year program. That's a pretty, pretty good deal, right? So what we had in place, because this was our 20th anniversary, 2020 happened to be our 20th anniversary, we we had a scholarship that reduced the, the price substantially, right? It's something we, we wanted to do something we've never done before. This is back in January when we, like the kind of this time last year, we were planning all this, right? Yeah. So we came up with this with this scholarship, which was basically, we said, we're going to charge people a thousand dollars a month, right? So it made it for, for one year, it was $12,000 for one year. And then we added the tuition for the second year, which is marginal. It would have made it like almost 14000 thousand or something for for the two year right wow then the pandemic hit we're like oh 
<laughs> what are we going to do? These, these guys are not going to like, this is bad. The situation is bad. <laughs> so we, we thought, okay, we're going to, we're going to take, we're going to remove the conditions for the scholarship because they were supposed to write a letter, like write an essay. And then they would do a video interview like this in order to qualify and be selected for the scholarship. So the first thing we did was we removed those conditions. We said, anybody who applies, will get this deal. We'll get, and we, we started calling it a grant, right? <laughs> then we said, okay, we need to make this even even a better offer because things are getting bad and, and people are suffering and everything, right? So we said the whole program would cost 12350 and 350 being the, the application fee, right? Mm -hmm. So they're no longer paying anything for the second year. The second year tuition is entirely waived. Wow. They pay $350 and then there is that $12,000. I mean, like... <laughs> And and we, based on that, we lowered the deposit to $1,000. The deposit used to be one third of the tuition of the first year, which ends up being something like six grand or something, right? Mm -hmm. So now with $1,350, we were issuing LOAs to people, which is still what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. Then the issue that was presented to us is what I was just telling you about is like people want to start online and they're going, well, listen, I'm, I'm sitting in Bogota. I'm not going to be able to pay 1000 dollars a month to you i don't have that kind of money right mm -hmm. so this was a big challenge for us to figure out because we have to continue to operate we have to continue to pay our instructors yeah, yeah. so we made some changes internally and the offering that we we came up with which i think is superb and i you know i, I i'd love to get some feedback on um it, and is in place right now is is this so they pay the 350 dollars. the applicant pays the 350 dollars application fee they paid the one thousand uh, dollars deposit and then they select a start date the start date can be any time during 2021 right so we have four start dates january april july or october they can pick any of them right the only catch if you will is they have to start on that start date Right. So regardless of the state of the pandemic, regardless of whether borders are open or not, what regardless of whether they have a response from immigration or not, if they get rejected, that's a different story. But if they don't have a response yet, they are obliged to start mm -hmm. online. They have to go to class online mm -hmm. and they will stay online until they come here or or they receive something from from immigration right? a rejection letter from immigration now here's the key while they're online they only pay one thousand dollars per term mm -hmm. right so for each period of three months they only pay a thousand dollars that first thousand dollars that they paid as a deposit becomes the first installment Mm -hmm. for that first term and then if should they if they have to continue for term two they pay another thousand dollars right the natural question after that is okay what happens if the guy gets you know a, a, a rejection letter after term one we're so the the answer is we will issue certificates for every single course that they've taken mm -hmm. official certificates like canadian certificates to them so they they basically get a certificate for every course that they've taken uh, it's a steal in terms of the money that they're paying to to get those certificates but mm -hmm. i do understand for some people that use study permits as a gateway to to come to canada maybe it has less value if they're not able to get that um, study permit if they want they also have the option of finishing the program online in which case it would cost them four thousand dollars the four terms 
right? So that's that's pretty much it. That's the setup with payments and everything. That's extremely informative. I think you covered all the remaining questions I really had in terms of awesome. yeah. You know, there there is one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. In if when the person does arrive in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of how long they've been online, we will then put them into the payment plan of one thousand dollars a month. So it's it the tuition is paid incrementally. They don't have to pay all of it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And here's the key. They still will get two years. Yeah. Right. So when they come here, if even if they spent one term online studying, they don't spend three terms as their first year. We still give them one plus one. Mm-hmm. That way they have the time to stretch out their courses a little bit, get comfortable, and they'll have the ability to stay in Canada for two years. So, I mean, I think it's really a win-win situation. I don't, I don't know what else we could have done. That's a f- extremely uh, intuitive, I think, uh, or not intuitive, sorry, innovative. Um, yeah, you, you guys did extremely well there, I think, and that's exciting. Um, yeah, and and so if any agencies watching this uh, this video are interested to learn more or have any more questions about that, um, what yeah, how do they contact? Reach out to us, right? So through Advisor, they can they can send us messages. They can put an application through. Um, I can, if you have the ability, you can post my WhatsApp number on there. They can connect with me, email. However, how I mean, any any means of communication that, that's available, uh, we're will respond that's right and your personal email just verbally would be it's my my name mm-hmm. at itdcanada.ca so you know i don't know if you'll be posting oh, well, my name somewhere or something yeah 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 absolutely so that that's really really great jamak i'm so happy to uh have this call and an overview of the programs and how you guys have um you know adjusted to to uh the current situation with covid um and i think you know when agencies hear this in the in the opportunities and the programs that you guys are um offering now it's it's going to be very exciting for them so to learn more so uh for anybody watching please uh yeah feel free to contact us at advisor if you want to get introduced personally to jamak uh of course you have the op- the the uh, we'll be providing the contact information as well so you can just reach him directly um awesome and i i have a i have a i have a marketing background so any agent that wants to do marketing with us do you want to do you know instagram live you want to do this type of thing you whatever you want to do just let us know i'm 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 game we'll jump on board and and we'll get it done that's that's really powerful yeah absolutely amazing Jamak, thank, thank you so much, much for having me absolutely appreciate okay, it take care talk to you soon yeah